Death and Entertainment Postmortem. Okay, well, we are here, guys, with one of our postmortem follow-up episodes on something we did very early in our podcasting of Death and Entertainment. Yeah, this is for real. Like our I, second one. I think it. this is... Uh, no, it, Shelly was episode three, okay. I believe. Close to the second one. I was close, yeah. One Kyle could have just let that slide, I think. <laughs> I gotta be a stickler. <laughs> But yeah, we're this is what we do when we follow up uh, with new information and like new updates. Uh, there are certainly been a lot of people on our YouTube with a lot of takes, yeah, on what they think our podcast was about, which it was not about. They think we're trying to make the case that it was a suicide, and we didn't get into the minutia of the actual case. But we gave every little bit of nuance in this crazy case in the original podcast. There's a lot of dumb people. Uh, that just look at the title of a video or a podcast. Like, how and dare they, you guys? Yeah, they leave a bad review <laughs> because the the episode title is The Mysterious Suicide of Adrian Shelley, which if you listen to the episode, her death was labeled a suicide. Until, Initially, yeah. Until it was determined that she was actually murdered and they found out the guy who fucking did it. Well, let me get right into that because you mentioned that. Yeah. We spoke about this at the time. At we length. wanted something clickbaity. Yeah. But also to put you in the mind of before they realized it wasn't a suicide. And we kept it vague enough. Yeah. Like the mysterious yeah. death of Adrian Shelley. It was mysterious. It was a mysterious suicide because she didn't kill herself. Well, the thing is the NYPD. They want to make it a very open and shut case. They didn't yeah. want to deal with this. At some point, the husband, Andy Ostroy, who's the husband of Adrian Shelley. Yeah. Adrian Shelley is a big indie actress who was found hanging in her loft in Manhattan. And the NYPD is like, yep, she killed herself. Sorry, Mr. Ostroy. Uh, she's dead. And he goes, and then he followed up saying, like, where are we with the investigation? The NYPD was like, what investigation? Yeah. Which open and shut, buddy. It was only determined how she was killed and who she was killed by because Andy Ostroy fought so hard to actually investigate what was going on. And that they- is frightening to imagine. He lost his wife and he has a young daughter with her. All the cops are telling him that she killed herself. Yeah. yeah. But you want to hear something crazy? He felt a lot of despair and he knew in his heart of hearts, there's no fucking way that she committed suicide. So he paid for his own autopsy. To go down. Wow. Like, imagine if you're just a regular Joe Schmo and you don't have money to pay for your own, you know, a loved one dies, you know, yeah. money to pay for your own autopsy. He did, and they found out she was strangled. Yeah. And then came in the Reebok footprints, which were clearly not hers. Yeah. And there was a one of those footprints that were on the toilet where he would have, uh, the killer had to go up and actually put this rope in this knot together. And when they looked at the knot, they're like, she would never know how to tie a knot like that. Yeah. It was a very intricate way that the hanging noose was tied. Not to mention that she spent her entire career doing indie movies that nobody really saw. Yeah. And she finally is directing, writing, and starring in a feature film. And before it's released, while she's editing it, that's when she decides, you know what? I can't take this world anymore. Yeah. I'm going to kill myself. As soon as everything's getting good. (laughs) Yeah. After trying so hard and dealing with the disgusting pieces of shit that are in the entertainment industry, I have a thing on on Harvey Weinstein, actually, involved in her. Oh. In this? No, not in the murder, but in her career. 
He's like, you see that plant over there? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think he strung her up. <laughs> yeah, I just if, mean in this episode. If Harvey Weinstein <laughs> was even more evil than you thought, oh, he yeah. was murdering actresses. Is this going to be the new title? Did Harvey Weinstein <laughs> kill Beatrice Andrea and Shelley? <laughs> no, but she was in a movie, uh, her first movie, The Unbelievable Truth, directed by Hal Hartley. She Mar- did a few Hartley she productions. Did. Yeah, and he was oh. like, he was kind of a, a crazy indie director, but talented, but he did some weird stuff. And which she I was his like. muse. Muse at the beginning, yeah. Ooh. And she was young, and she did this movie with him, and uh, Merrimax offered to buy the movie. Harvey Weinstein was the you know, integral he person. Merrimax. He was Merrimax. Yeah. And then he said, how much you want for? No, it? he said, I'll, I'll buy this movie. If you add more nude scenes with the star, Adrian Shelley. Oh my God. Are you serious? That is creepy. Wow. Um, Hal Hartley, the director said, fuck off. And he said, I don't need uh Merrimax. I don't need you. Harvey Weinstein. And, uh, he, did, I guess That's Harvey great. Weinstein did fuck off and, jerked off into a plant or something wow. instead. Yeah. And that's probably why Hartley didn't really go to the next level like a lot of his contemporaries. I didn't even think of that. That's probably right. He was a very niche film director, but yeah, still, he probably could have got bigger budgets and kind of became a bigger um, player in Hollywood, in the industry, if he went along with it. Um, and that allegation against Weinstein that's definitely from his playbook because he told Selma Hayek the same thing in Frida yeah he's like can you show your tits more in Frida so we can sell this thing oh my god and she's like what are you talking about I mean it's an art house movie I'm not gonna disagree with that though okay (laughs) (laughs) have you seen those things come out but also Jesus okay um <laughs> to tag on to that though she was in uh there was a movie called Searching for Deborah Winger about like female actresses and like how they get lost in the Hollywood system when they get uh, of a certain age made by the lovely Rosanna Arquette yes Rosanna Arquette and she was interviewing Adrienne Shelley for this movie and uh Adrienne Shelley said that she was told by a Hollywood agent that she needed to be more fuckable to be a bankable star, Jesus. which reminded me back to the Brittany Murphy episode that we did in which she was told that also by a Hollywood executive that she needed to be more fuckable. Jesus. I'm starting to wonder if that was the note for every star. <laughs> Just be more fuckable. Yeah. Hey, could you be more fuckable over here? <laughs> yeah. I think the other big thing that I, going back to this, I saw that the gypsum dust was the game changer in this. And that's in the bathroom. The gypsum dust is stuff used in construction sites. They yeah. found it in the bathroom. They, they, um, It wasn't on any of her clothes at all. So Pilko, who was the guy who killed her, the 19-year-old um, contractor. contractor. Diego yeah. Pilko. Diego Pilko. He, he was in with the coyotes. He had gotten smuggled across the border and owed them a substantial amount of money that he could not really pay. So Pilko's original story was that Adrian Shelley came down to the construction site, which was like a couple floors down from where she was, and started complaining about the noise and started like really getting in people's faces saying, blah, 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 you know, you guys got to keep this fucking shit down. This never happened. Yeah, he said that he slapped, she slapped him in the face. Slapped him in the face, yeah. yeah. And then he went up and killed her after that. What really happened is he knew that she was there and he just wanted to rob her. Mm-hmm. And that was basically it. And then 
once he like hit her uh, and she fell down and like hit her head or something, he decided he had to finish off the job and strangled her to death. I think he just really wanted to kill somebody. And he you saw think so? Yeah. He's like a thrill kill guy? Yeah, I think he's probably a complete sociopath and wanted to do it. Sociopath, yes, but I don't think that was his intention. I think he really panicked and that she's going to turn him in. He's going to be deported. The end. And he panicked. Yeah. I don't know. I think it doesn't it, make him a better guy. I no. think it was more nefarious. I think he just wanted he wanted to rob someone uh, and he wanted to kill someone. I don't know. But how, was, how could he even think that he's going to rob her? It's like a random person in an office like by themselves. I like, think in he, New York City. I think he had scoped it out before. Yeah. Oh, you think he's like casing the joint? I yeah, think he cased some, it before. There's some money. Yeah. And you guys, let's not forget, there are murders that happen in this world based on completely nonsense. meaningless yeah. nonsense. Yeah. I don't think he was looking to kill anybody. I would venture to guess he probably killed somebody back where he was from. Perhaps. Yeah. It's not something that really crosses your mind. I just don't He's a violent believe person. It. Violent, yes. That I believe. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that this really just got away from him and he panicked. But since she had none of that gypsum dust on her, they knew that she didn't go down there to do this. Mm. So that they were able to confirm that that with the Reebok thing, the you know the uh, footprint. The footprint. Yeah. It would have been on her shoes at the very least. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. they found his footprint yeah, exactly. on the toilet, right? Yeah. With the in the gypsum dust. And exactly. in the actual office too, I believe. They found an actual full that, footprint. That, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. 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 And the bathroom and, and the but, office. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't I'll, I I'll forgot this. that there was also in the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had to walk through the office in order to get to the bathroom. Yeah. No, but I thought they just found the dust in the bathroom. You know, he could have cleaned up the footprint in the office. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, true. He didn't really do a good job of cleaning up the crime no, scene. which also that probably lends credence to the fact that he was panicked because you would clean it up if you were maybe. So I'm full of shit then. Yeah, yeah. if you were a seasoned killer, <laughs> you, you would know the killer, ropes. Yeah, you would know to clean everything that, up and make that's sure. That's fair, yeah. So. And he did owe a lot of money to these coyotes. And I think I did even describe on the first episode that – these people, they know where your family lives back home, you know, and that, you know, they, they hang that over your head and they threaten you. And for someone, I think it was like $15,000. That's a lot of money for someone just coming into the country to, yeah. Uh, yeah. to pay off. They don't pay you that well when you're an illegal immigrant that's doing construction work. Ten bucks an hour seems like a lot when you're yeah, working, that's true. but it's really yeah. Yeah, but it's un- if it's a union thing, you're making bank, but like yeah. and also living in New York City, don't get me started with the rents. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Too damn high. <laughs> too damn high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love when Keenan Thompson would play that guy. The rent's too damn high. But yeah, um, I think that was the the majority of the case itself I had, which is still so crazy that the the husband had to really push for it to get reopened. Yeah. Um she did start a foundation in which she helps like struggling female directors and stuff. And the woman, uh Chloe Zhao became the uh, Oscar-winning director of Nomadland, who actually benefited oh, from that foundation. Really? Wow. The Adrian Shelley Foundation, yeah. Wow. Oh, shit. And she was the second woman to win an Oscar for Best Director. Wow. Yeah. Catherine, Is Jodie Foster? No, um, Catherine Bigelow. For The Hurt Locker? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, oh okay. Just a couple of years before. And then the Waitress Broadway show that came out, you know, a couple of years after her passing and long time after, like 10 years, 10 years. OK, yeah, because the movie was 
just came out after her death. Yeah. yeah. I think that the day that Pilko got um, sentenced to prison was the day that Sundance said that got into Sundance. So crazy. Wow. Yeah. I still can't get over that it would have been such a fairy tale for Adrian Shelley. Yeah. With this movie. Everything is set in motion already. And then she's murdered. It was yeah. already going to be an indie hit. It's like winning the lottery and then just like, you know. You get run over when you go to cash in the yeah. lottery ticket. Yeah. It debuted on Broadway August 19th, 2015. Um, my birthday week. Hey, keeps oh. coming up. Mm. That's why they did it then. They chose that day. <laughs> Anne Hayes, Robin yeah. Williams. Uh, now this. I, I think it made a lot of money. I, I, yeah, I it, don't know how these Broadway shows work. but It closed in January 2020, right before the pandemic, after oh, wow. more than 1,500 performances. And then it actually was notable because it was the first show to reopen after the pandemic. Oh, oh no kidding. Wow. I lived in New York City when this happened, and it, I didn't know anything about Adrian Shelley or this... Um, this actual movie i just remember seeing like waitress everywhere in times square and yeah. they had people like dressed up in costumes like in times yeah, some square gorilla campaign yeah hey come get tickets blah 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 oh for the show yeah also like right at the beginning of it you were in new york City. yeah so i saw all this being deployed into the city all the ads and stuff yeah. and the billboards uh, a lot of billboards yeah. yeah in 2017 they actually they made the money back that the show cost so they were in the black after that. Wow. It took and two years. It took two years. And then it was $12 million they made. And uh, this is a hit. Yeah, it shows. It makes like a ton of money. I, yeah, like, it makes. If you're in, if you're already good in 2017, imagine three more years and then some where you're just profitable. Yeah. I know, but that's so crazy to think like, hey, we're fucking putting this show up. We have a huge fucking uh, deficit that we're trying to eat away at, and it takes two years to be able to get that. That's Broadway, though. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's an insane amount of money that goes into these productions, yeah. and most of them are not profitable. Yeah, and they 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 go away a lot a lot sooner. But yeah, her her foundation or her family must have done pretty well with the absolutely with all the rights of this. Like it's still going. They toured the world and U.S. Uh, in 2019, 2020, and 2021. They went to the U.K. Wow. Um, I looked it up. There's actually a production of Waitress going to be in Palm Desert in March of 2023. So get your tickets Let's now. Go. Let's right. go. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> We're the three weird guys in the corner. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Did you know the backstory? <laughs> you want to hear some shit? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk after this show. You know Pilko? I'll see you at the intermission. <laughs> Another notable thing about this musical, the top four people in charge of it, you know, that produced it, directed it, star, all women. Mm. And I guess that made history on Broadway. That hadn't happened before. Wow. You know, where all the top people were women. And the music and lyrics were by Sarah Bareilles. Sarah Bareilles, who wrote that song, I'm Not Gonna Write You a Love Song. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And the writer, it's this woman named Jessie Nelson. I looked her up. Okay. She acted in some movies in the 90s, and she played Ralph in So I Married an Axe Murderer. Ah. The friend of Nancy Travis, yes. who Mike Myers thinks is a guy. I, th I, th <laughs> I thought that was Amanda Plummer. No, that's the sister. Yeah. Oh, Ralph okay. is her friend. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. And then Jesse Nelson is also a movie director. And you know what movie she directed? What? Karina Karina. Ah. So she wrote the play. With Susie Q. 
With Whoopi, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Korea. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Your favorite. Alejandro's favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. Whoopi in Karina. Karen Karina. Johnson. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Get the fuck so out. So there you go. That's Waitress. That team made this Broadway musical. Yeah, and they, I'm sure they're still making it. They're, they're cleaning up in Palm Desert next yeah. year. Yeah. So I love how in 2015, they have like all the people that are. Um, in charge of the play, writer, director, everything is all women. It literally took till 2015 to be like, all right, let's take down the patriarchy of Broadway. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's all gay guys and women in there anyway. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> oh, here we go. Kyle's, uh, <laughs> Kyle's been activated again. <laughs> Singing and dancing Anthony on Broadway. Bill O'Reilly's here. <laughs> We're going to make Broadway a little more feminine. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> it is a lot of men, though. And Scott Rudin and a lot of these people actually run a lot of these big shows. A lot of yeah. awful men like but, Scott Rudin. Scott Rudin, yeah, who is now canceled, but he was like the Broadway dude. Yeah. But yeah, it, like, like, like the... the the puppet masters, if you will, the gatekeepers. <laughs> and I think that's what they're trying to do, something positive to bring, you know, an all women. Uh, uh, Kyle's going to go fucking ballistic. Yeah, no, I support it. I support it. Okay. <laughs> final, yeah, that's his final word. He supports it. For the but record. that shows how ridiculous it all is. Look yeah. how long it took for a woman to win Best Director. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Fucking you know? Jodie Foster's not even going to get one. What, for Nell? Is that, what do you think she should get it for? <laughs> she won twice, though, for acting. Yeah. So yeah. she's got something. She had a stalker that took a shot at the president <laughs> for it. I'd take that over an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to bring us into the HBO doc? Uh, yeah, well, a doc was done, I want to say last year. It was after we after, did our episode. After we published yeah. our episode. Um, a documentary was done, very detailed, about her life and I think we covered a lot of the stuff that was in the documentary, but there was an interview with Pilko that we did not actually have access to at that time. Oh, boy. In which her husband, Andy Ostroy, we brought up before, um, confronted the killer of his wife so in, in prison. I did not see this documentary then because I don't remember this at all. It was on HBO, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. called Adrian, and it was directed by Andy Ostroy. Yeah. Wow. And he's been instrumental in her legacy. Yeah. And here's the clip from the documentary where he confronts Diego Pilco in prison. I am shocked. She went to grab the phone. Fui por atrás y le tapé la boca pidiendo que no llamara la policía. I got behind her and covered her mouth and told her not to call the police. Fue la mente. Me perdí, me perdí. I lost my mind. I lost it. Yo creo que estaba ahorcando con con mi mano. And I was choking her with my hand. At the same time, I was covering her mouth so that she wouldn't make noise. I took my hand off and I let her go. And I saw her her lips were blue. And I thought, oh, I killed her. La llevé al baño. And I took her to the bathroom. And then I hung her like if she committed suicide. Did you think you got you got away with it? Yes. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I just, powerful stuff. I don't know what to believe, but I guess the it's all, you know, 
it's all done anyway. So what does it really, really have to lose at this point? He told the truth. I believe it. That's yeah. how it happened. Well, he could not even look. Ostroy was staring him in the eyes, and he couldn't even look at him in the eyes. He was like looking for that glimmer of truth. Like, are you yeah. telling me the fucking truth? And the guy doesn't even look at him. In the well, you, but you gotta think. Well, he's set to be deported after he's released, but he probably wants to be released as soon as possible. So he's probably still trying to tell the best story he can to still get out someday. Exactly. But he's being pretty straightforward about it. Yeah. I mean, what is the, he's I, my, well, he's I describing think... how he's killing her. Like, he admits that, you know, he thought that she was dead. And so he took it further. He, I don't know. He, like, he had to cover it up. He could have been more intentional with his desire to kill her and not just like, oh, this mistake happened. You know, it's a bad circumstance that I got put in and I had to kill someone. Like, what? Like, I don't know. I still don't fully believe the story if he's saying he's covering her mouth and choking her with his hand from behind. Like, that's very hard to kill somebody like that. Like, you got to be putting in a full choke with your arm. Yeah, like Anton okay. Segur in uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah. But let's go with your guys' premise. What does he have to gain with killing Adrian Shelley? He just wanted to rob her. Yeah, and she was going for the phone. Unless that, yeah. he's, like you said, some kind of sociopathic yeah. serial killer. But I really don't think so with this guy. Later on in the interview, Ostroy pulls out pictures of Sophie, their daughter, yeah. and oh. Adrian, and shows a Halloween party. Adrian is smiling, holding her daughter. And he's like, this is the day before you murdered her. I just want you to see this. Fuck. And Pilko looks at it, but he's speechless. Yeah. And then finally, Ostroy is like, okay, I've had enough. I'm done with you. Yeah, Ostroy dealt with it, I think, as well as someone could um, in this situation. But, you know, it's rough. But he is the ultimate person to look at for someone in his position, he fought, advocated for an actual investigation of his wife's death. Yeah, and and also, he didn't, once Trump started making hay of this and saying, look what's happening with these illegal immigrants, he didn't bite on that no. and, like, go, go for any of that shit. And he was just like, you know, I'm still against you, Trump, but uh, you're trying to use this uh, for your campaign that my... My wife was killed by an undocumented immigrant. It's a separate issue. Separate yeah. issue. Yeah. yeah. And he wanted to delineate those two uh, thought processes. Yeah. You know. And he's still very much against Trump. I looked at his Twitter. Yeah. He posts all the time. Yeah. He's like part of the resistance. Like yeah. MSNBC people. Like yeah. this lion sack of shit. And yeah. if anybody could have jumped on that bandwagon, it's him. He exactly. could have. Yeah. He could have been yeah. one of those fucking uh, events or something standing behind Trump. Oh, he would be the guy introducing him at yeah. every fucking rally around the country. Yeah. And people would be like, yeah! my wife was kidding. And then Trump is the only person that's going to do something about it. What yeah. else from that episode? There was Jeremy Sisto yeah. giving kind of an awkward video message yeah. to support the foundation. dirty clothes, yeah, yeah, like on a construction site. And remember another thing we found out was that the diner and waitress was also featured in Twilight's own the movie. Oh, yeah, same diner. Yeah, yeah, in the Billy Mummy sequence. Yes. Wait, that's in uh, California here somewhere, Yeah, right? we should yeah. go to it sometime. We should, uh, yeah. yeah. And then, remember, the daughter was at the end of Waitress, the real daughter, the Sophie. The real daughter, yeah. Mm. And Sophie, by the way, Sophie Ostroy, she's like 1920 now. 
Wow, time fucking flies, man. And in another touching thing in the documentary, just seeing her, you grow know, up. Yeah, grow up, and she's looking at pictures of her mom, and Andy's telling her about her. Yeah, and then know? then there was also the Law and Order Swinger uh, oh, yeah. episode <laughs> yeah, in which they depicted her death in an episode of Law and Order. In which she had been on before. So she was in the Dick Wolf Law and Order universe, kind of. And then the treatment that they gave her was very disgusting. Can we play that again? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this was unbelievable. Dick Wolf was kind of a dick. Yeah. They just went after him recently. Someone did. Did it? Yeah. I think your buddy, John Oliver... He went on. He a, said, oh, he did a whole he like, expose on Law and Order and how it's like uh, cop, cop copaganda. They call it copaganda. Yeah, copaganda. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, John Oliver. <laughs> I know. I mean, it pretty much is though. It is, but it, they, by default, they have to be kind. Of, they're they're very pro prosecutor, but there are some episodes that show both sides. I stopped watching a long time ago. So don't even, don't even <laughs> fucking, I used to be infatuated with Law and Order, though. I I loved the Jerry Orbrock years. About time. Any idea what it's like being stuck in here with a swinger? You're supposed to be the Jesus. professional. You got a time of death? Eleven o'clock, give or take an hour. Now do your thing, please, so I can get her down. Name's Erin Garrett. She's the actress in some of these posters. She used some kind of nylon lashing. Okay, you can take it down. Any forced entry? The door was closed, but unlocked. No sign of a struggle here. This play like a straight up suicide to you? Oh, oh yeah, God. they figured it out in 30 yeah. seconds. <laughs> yeah. It looks like an acting career. Was yeah, the NYPD is that good. Yeah, so was Marilyn Monroe's. They Did you hear that? It looked like her acting career was going all right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's exactly how it went down. We did comment her. on it. Wait, because she has posters up of movies she did? What <laughs> yeah. the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Factotum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we like, got a swinger. That's the thing that proves the cop again, thing, because the NYPD was, like, shutting the fucking case. Yeah, nobody was <laughs> yeah. doubting this story except for Andy Ostrom. Yeah, these bloodhounds yeah. in the, the TV show, like, oh, we know right away what's going on Yeah, here. that's a good point. They were showing the <laughs> yeah. cops, like, we doubt this is a suicide. But, yeah. but calling her a swinger, that uh, I was confused. Was, in the original episode, Jesus I was confused because I thought they were talking about a sex thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, nope. it's literally the person swinging from their neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... Uh, <laughs> Jesus. And then the woman in the episode is like over, overacting as a corpse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good God. Anything else? I got nothing else. Dude, nothing. props to Andy Ostroyd. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Over to, and over. Uh, go out on, I guess, I have a couple of these comments from YouTube. Oh, yeah. People are going after us. Amy S. says she was murdered, not suicide. Based on our title. Yeah, no, yeah, no shit, shit. Amy fucking and then, Amy, Amy shit. And Amy then S. we wrote back. <laughs> Amy stupid. We wrote her back. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Uh, Heather. Heather was our biggest critic. Our hater. She said her murderer confessed in 2007. This guy obviously knows nothing about this case. Go to the channel. For factual info, we should bleep that out. Yeah, she was pitching another person's (laughs) fucking channel. That's what it was. And putting suicide in the title is disgusting. (sighs) Yeah. Hey, idiot. 
Yeah. So that's we Heather. should start going on other YouTube channels like Definite Entertainment gets this right. Yeah. I remember <laughs> responding to that one being like, hey, stupid, there's three of us, not just one. <laughs> <laughs> three of us got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Red Leo 3000 says. Okay. <laughs> How was there no marks on her body? There is no way that guy is getting in the apartment on his own. How does a shower rod hold a 120-pound person and not break? I call bullshit on this story. We brought um, up all those books. Yeah, we wrote back... Diego Pilco's story changed multiple times. The one that makes the most sense is that it was a botched robbery. It is unbelievable that a curtain rod would hold an entire person up like that, but that's how they found her. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how we expressed that tone in the the last line there. And then finally, (laughs) finally, DJ Mutt wrote he was trying to be clever here he wrote now it's always once upon a time in new york city it's a big old bad old tough old town it's true there's always setting stages here they're always turning pages there for you and then dash huey lewis what? So this is apparently. A, I thought this was like a uh, like a sequel to New York, New York, or something. This song lyrics from Huey Lewis, I guess. So I, I didn't know how to. He's res- like Patrick Bateman. Yeah, guy. I don't know how to respond to this guy. I'm like, I'll throw something in. So then I wrote, New York, New York, it's a hell of a town. Dash Leonard Bernstein. Oh, okay. And then DJ Mutt wrote back. I don't think you got the reference. DJ huh. Mutt didn't even know what DJ Mutt was talking about. Yeah. Maybe maybe that was his joke that like it was Huey Lewis in the news. That's funny. Honestly, probably shouldn't even respond to that kind yeah, of. Yeah, the lunatics. They're probably gonna shoot us. Let's just kick his apartment. ass. Let's kick uh, whatever his name's ass. Diego Pilco. We'll kick his ass too. Scott <laughs> we'll Rudin. go. We'll go in prison to kick. His yeah, ass? yeah. But the uh, Broadway guy, Scott Rudin. Yeah, Scott, Scott Rudin. Rudin. We'll kick your ass too. Oh, is this the new? Is this the new uh, segment we're doing here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whose ass am I going to kick today? <laughs> Kyle Ploof yeah. is here to tell you whose ass he's going to kick. Hey, Scott Rudin, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Die Pod listeners, I'm going to kick your ass yeah. also. Yeah, you listen to us. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, go watch Waitress either yes. on Broadway or you can find it on at the Palm Desert in uh, March 23rd, 2023, or on Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> It's everywhere. Yeah. And we may watch it someday. Yeah. On Twitch. On our live streams. Yeah. And we might invite in Jeremy Sisto to come on. Kick his ass, too. Kick his ass. Because he was so so electrifying in that video message. (laughs) Yeah. At the construction site, where he's like, hey, with his cell phone. Yeah. Which is in bad taste because she was killed at a construction site. That's true, too. So let's kick his ass. Kick his ass. Everyone's getting their raise. Yeah, I just had a flashback. There was a lot of Sisto energy in the original episode. Yeah, Yeah. the backdrop of Sisto was everywhere. Yeah, Yeah. there was Sisto all over that shit. But there's no Sisto and Ebert. It's Sisto and Ebert, all right? It's going to be Sisto Act 3. Hello! Come on! Next time we follow up on this, okay? Or the other Sisto. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, I got it. I got it. Okay, let's not. Let's leave that there. We're, I don't. Let's not touch that anymore. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. Thanks for listening. Thank you. I hope it was enlightening. As always, I don't know if we're doing a full outro, but check us out on Death and Entertainment at Instagram, YouTube, 
Email us at deathentertainment at gmail. Uh, De- Diepod2021 for uh, Twitter, Twitter. And, yeah. uh, and TikTok, of course. And? Don't go dying on us. <laughs>